I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I really tried something romance. What's the next? Damn it. I believe it every night and day. I spread my wings and fly away. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how we start the. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? Is that how we start? Did you bait me into that? I feel like you did the first bit and you were like, oh no, I don't know the second bit. And I've taken over, I've picked up the baton, and then you've gone, ladies and gentlemen, I'm like, what? Hang on. It's like it's like an X Factor. Okay, fair enough. Hi everyone, welcome back to 20 Good Minutes. Uh, TV. Me. Is that even legal? I actually don't even know <laughs> if it's legal to do that, you know? Uh what to sing that song? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's like copyright. We don't make any money I mean, from this anyway. Well, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not the original. So I think we're alright, yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna survive. I hadn't even set up the recording yet. It just struck me how beautiful your singing was, and I was like, "We're starting the podcast right now." Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm glad I could help. Uh, first on the agenda today on Twenty Good Minutes, your favorite podcast that lasts about forty minutes, and you get to pick your favorite twenty, which is nice. Brought to you by the cross cultural experience of us eating food from our respective countries. Is we? That's <laughs> what we, we are now. It is. It's we, food reviews. That's what we, we do. We are a food podcast. I, I've actually changed the category on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this to food. So if you're looking for us. Oh, good. Yeah. So if you've missed the last couple of podcasts, you've not been a podcast for a couple of weeks. It's because we've been in the food category <laughs> yeah. this whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll say. That's what we could say. No, it was just because we didn't have time to do it. Ben was busy losing in the final of the streamer showdown again. It's really so unfortunate. Yeah. Three times now. Three times. Good. And you've been busy eating Jaffa cakes. I have. Well, and we are. How going, are they? Oh. Quick, quick review. Right. Quick review sorry, I thought, forgot we're in the food section. We don't save that for the end yeah. anymore. I. Uh, no, they no, no. were great. Somebody sent me. So I have a PO box, and somebody sent me some Jaffa cakes, and <laughs> I didn't know what they were. Jaffa, Jaffa cakes. And so, so uh, Jaffa cakes. No, no. Why? There's no R. Jaffa. I'm not Jaffa. Jaffa cakes. No. Ja Jaffa, Jaffa cakes. cakes. Jaffa. Jaffa cakes. Jaffa cakes. It's, lo it's losing all meaning. How were they? I, <laughs> so I, I I go to a bar on Saturday to watch basketball. So I know we don't talk about that on this podcast. Goodness, American sports. <gasps> but the college basketball tournament semifinals were on on Saturday. And so we're at this the you know, first time I've been to a bar in however long. Have a few beers, whatever. Come back to my apartment at two in the morning. I sit down, I have these two packages that people sent through the P.O. box. You know, one is some flags, they're awesome, they're beautiful. And I open the other package and it's just these Jaffa cakes. I've, ne I'd n I've never seen them before, I don't know what they are. There's an orange and chocolate on the cover, which makes me very uncomfortable. Okay. But I just crack them open at 2 a.m. And I delete half the box before I go to sleep. How many were there? Twenty four pack of twenty four. Probably it was a normal. Yeah. It was a normal feeling pack with those two like aluminum colored cylinders yeah. of wrapping paper sounds that you like, can't sounds see. Sounds like twenty four to me. Yeah. Sounds um, like so a 24 that pack. was twelve uh, Jaffa cakes. 
then yeah. before I went to sleep. And so they were an immediate, immediate winner. And I didn't even think to save them for like the podcast or anything because they were so good. They were gone within 24 <laughs> hours of being opened. That's good. There's, I assume you had orange. They do do different flavors, but the classic ah. is the orange. And I'll be honest, the other flavors, they're not up to much. Lemon and lime, strawberry and blackcurrant. But people tend to stick with the uh, the classic. Made, made in Stockport. Um, I can't imagine you've been to Stockport. but I yeah, couldn't even tell made. you. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what Stockport is. It's just south of Manchester. It's ironically not near a port. So, um, But they do stock Jaffa cakes. So I guess that's the stock bit. Uh, how would you rate them out of 10? Oh, it's it's a 9. I think the orange is a little <laughs> weird. Yeah. Do you, you obviously don't have Terry's chocolate orange, do you? No. I, I was never a big chocolate orange person. I'm a big chocolate <laughs> strawberry. Sure. Chocolate raspberry. Sure. Chocolate blackberry. I've had that on a cake one time. It's great. Yeah. Chocolate orange. Being from Florida, like the, the holy grail of all orange locations. I... I <sighs> Messing with orange too much makes me a little uncomfortable, and chocolate and orange is not something that I normally can get behind. The thing that wins it for me with the Jaffa Cakes is the actual cookie itself. It, yeah, it's the cake so, bit of the Jaffa Cake. It's yeah. so cake-y, yeah. Yeah, they are They are described as a biscuit-sized cakes. There's been a long, long ongoing discussion on whether the Jaffa Cakes are biscuits or if they're cakes, but I think it's been decided for legal reasons that it's cake because it's a sponge base. It's a uh, cookie. Yeah. Welcome back I'm to 20 for, Minutes, for, <laughs> <laughs> where we are just talking about biscuits and cakes again. It's a cookie. It's a, I, it's a cookie, dude. A Jaffa cake yeah, is a no, cookie. It's not, it's it's not, not, it's, no, it's not. It's not a cookie. You can't, you can't say Jaffa cake's a cookie. It's not how it works. Yeah, it's definitely a cookie. It's not. The okay. cakes are not that small, right? You can't. Ha you, you Cakes are not something that lasts a long time, right? Biscuits okay. are for breakfast in the United States. I'm not even going to get into that now because i right. know that we Someone... will never find an, an equal ground there somebody he's got a po box i mean it's, it'll be on your twitch somewhere i assume or somewhere in your youtube descriptions send him a box of fox's biscuits or something or milk tray get get something set not milk tray but something biscuit a biscuit selection he's got to try one cup of tea in one hand biscuit selection in the other we've got to go through the whole thing bourbons custard creams chocolate digestives the whole lot we've got to, we've got to get to the bottom of this that, that's what biscuits are uh, so, topics for today. <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> no, I'm not. At some point in your life, I'm going, to, I'm going to get you to Bel Air Beach, Florida, which is about 45 minutes from where I grew up, oh, to, okay, a yeah, to a sure. breakfast place called Annie's, and you are going to get biscuits and gravy. I've had I've had a biscuit I had barbecue in New York, which is not the best place to have barbecue. <laughs> and, but but it came with a biscuit, as you say, and it was yeah, it was fine. But it's not a biscuit. Oh, it's just what you call it, bless and you. And gravy with, I mean, I'm right, with I'm eggs right. on there. Oh. Okay, yeah, it sounds lovely. Let's go. I'm, honestly, fly me out. Uh, Canelian.com, because that's, you know, part of the family now. Yeah, man, you just get really expensive to travel, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did we even have things we were supposed to talk about today? Did we? Yeah, there's a list of football-related topics as well as YouTube-related topics. Um, where do you want to lead this? Well, I want to lead it to Jesse Lingard, actually. That, and I do remember. I wanted to talk about Jesse Lingard. Because <laughs> I think what he's doing at West Ham is awesome. And I mean, I think a lot of people would think what he's doing at West Ham is awesome. And not just, oh, he's playing awesome. But the fact that 
there are so many of these modern players that end up like Jesse Lingard, like Deli Ali, mm -hmm. or um, I, I think Gareth Bale kind of fits in this category, where at one point in their life, they were considered really, really good players. I mean, starting for major national teams, feature, like, unquestionably. Like, when Jesse Lingard and Deli Ali showed up in the English lineup, you were like, they're going to be there, you know, when they're playing in these tournaments. And they kind of fade away, but they're picking up these huge wages. And they typically would just sit on the bench and collect those wages and fall out of the team and stop playing and just kind of give up on it a little bit. But what we've seen in particular from Lingard, obviously Bale did the same thing. He went to Tottenham just to get playing time is these guys that actually are interested in reproving themselves as a good player. That is fascinating to me. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting player because he came through the Manchester United development system, which was, and, and he was part of that when they were very successful. The, the curious thing about Jesse Lingard, he's been at Manchester United since, what, 2000, I think, when he got into their youth system. He's never won a Premier League title. And it's and it's kind of strange to have a player of such prestige never win a Champions League or win a Premier League title. And then it's just sort of been, it's sort of put to the side. I, I think you are over-egging the importance and the, the quality of Jesse Lingard just a little bit. But um, at the same time, I think you're right. I, I, I do love to see a player sort of take a step down and then produce the goods at a different level. Um, but also be able to take a team to a level that he was like previously at, right? It's the idea of proving himself and, and being the player that he knows he can be and given that opportunity it's interesting because you wouldn't get this Jesse Lingard in a Manchester United team that has Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba and Rashford and Martial right but in this sort of setup for West Ham he becomes one of like the mainstays of their side one of the best players in their team arguably the best player in their team the guy they're looking to right now and is um yeah he's, he's having a renaissance of sorts for me this is always difficult too because then who do you blame Right, because obviously yeah. in this kind of form, since Lingard joined West Ham, nobody has more, more goal contributions than Lingard in the Prem. And so is this a sense of, you wouldn't have gotten this version of Jesse Lingard unless you kind of spurned him and put him on the bench? Or was Lingard always this good? I mean, in his one appearance for United, I think in the last season, he did score. It was kind of a cheesy goal, but he did score. And so it's like, was he always this good? And was him being removed from the team just this weird thing where once he starts not playing, then you lose the trust that he can still do the job? Yeah, I think he had a he had a, a, an injury which was he missed ten games this current season or was it last season? It was it, I think it was this season uh, in the early part. So he missed sort of October through to December, and it's very difficult to work yourself into a side that actually United are doing pretty well. Remember, like they were at one point they were battling for what people thought was going to be a league title. And then they they fell away, but there was sort of like this consistency already found. And the, the best thing for him was to get a move to West Ham, and the fact that it's working out well for him, and he's playing well. And now he's been taught like yeah, start of the season, not many people would have had Jesse Lingard go into the European Championships, but now it looks like he's definitely going to be there, and he's someone that Southgate likes. He was definitely one of the key players during the World Cup campaign that they were pretty successful in. And yeah, he's I mean working your way back into an England side that has got a lot of players in his position. And being a part of the Grealish and Deli Alley and Madison and Foden conversation is difficult to do. But if it, I mean, it's hard. You, you can't not call him up at this point. He's he's too good right now. So you have to you have to have him in there. He has to be there. It's it's just it's a, a spectacle almost to me that he's managed to be this good because there are just there's just so many players like this around the world that they have a few good seasons and then they fall out of favor with the team but they stay with the same team and they don't really accomplish yeah. something else and you feel like 
I mean, that was the thing with with Bale for a long time. And I, Gareth, look, Gareth Bale at his best is, is miles better than Jesse Lingard at his best. I'm not overselling Lingard in that okay. sense. I'm glad you said that. Because yeah. when you mentioned them two in the same sentence earlier, I was like, hang on, we need no, to calm no, down. No. Gar- no, right. Gareth Bale was arguably, arguably the most talented player in the world for a very brief period yeah. before he found golf. And so, the, <laughs> like... We've all, all been there. We've yeah, all been, I was a very good, was a very good podcaster, and then I found golf. Yeah, yeah, then, for, no, uh, for, yeah, for me, that they just change and insert football manager into that sentence, and it basically comes <laughs> out everything else. He was really, he was, you know, he was in great shape until he found football manager. I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. But he, like, just to see those guys that maybe they lose the determination and that's what you really need i mean you say if you get loaned out to the english championship right and you just don't have the hunger and the fight to be good anymore you can completely be unable to contribute there too i mean it happened with andrea pirlo who has unquestionably some of the best skill with the ball that anybody's seen in the last 25 years he came to the mls Right, when he was 50 years old or something. <laughs> and he just decided that he just wasn't going to compete. You know, he was just like, whatever. And he didn't make the teams. He never played. Because even if you have far superior skill to the people around you, if you don't have that commitment anymore to be able to compete, I think it's why these people are so afraid. And a lot of people probably are really afraid that if you get loaned out to a mid-table team like West Ham, can you actually be the type of player that deserves to be in Manchester United again? Can you yeah. actually do that? But that takes a lot of guts to say, I'm going to go here, I'm going to put it all on the line and see if I can prove that I still deserve to be at that level. Yeah, I hope West Ham fans aren't offended when I say that the reality is Jesse Lingard here at West Ham has probably found his level of expectation, of skill, of quality, and I think he will thrive more so being this kind of player. The interesting thing will be, of course, after the Euros, whether Manchester United take him back, which I think is not very likely, or if West Ham, who look like they're going to be in Europe, sign him up, and then he becomes one of their heroes. Like, I think he's, he's got almost hero status amongst West Ham fans right now. It's a hard thing to give up when you know you're going to go back to be a small fish in what is a very big Manchester United-sized pond. Now, that's what people go for, though. And that's the That's the challenge that you see when you sign for one of these huge clubs you see it with christian pulisic where it's like if if christian pulisic was playing for west ham or something like that right he would be getting a lot more chances than he is Mm. but when you sign up to be at a club like chelsea or be at a club like manchester united or real madrid or barcelona you see it happen at all of these huge clubs the opportunity to make an impact is just like there's a smaller window and you really have to take advantage of that window and if you don't you end up playing one game all year and then getting loaned to west ham but fortunately he's he's figured it out for the most part yeah it must be really difficult for lingard though because he's grown up as a manchester united boy and so to give that up and to go to london and live what will be a different lifestyle the the manchester and london lifestyles are pretty different the north of england and the south of england are not the same and to give up what will be 20 years of his life that he worked for to be a success at manchester united i'm sure he's dreamed of lifting the premier league with them lifting major honors and to to basically admit that that's never going to happen like I, I don't know if his motivation his determination is bred out of getting that second chance at manchester united that he needs or going to be his own man somewhere else and, and showing that he can do it elsewhere it's yeah the, the next year of jesse lingard's career is gonna be really interesting in fact even the next six months of his career is gonna be really interesting um just as interesting as the psg will they win the league or not that we talked about last time uh they, they lost to lil by the way just as an update see that's, uh... yeah it's and it's still spicy which i oh. love 
I am I'm, I'm, not in real life though. I'm a big. I, we, we should get this podcast sponsored by Pepto Bismol. <laughs> I think it's a Lee Gun. I'll be okay with that as well. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think Uber Eats has that one covered. We'll be right back. So Ben has given me a really intelligent transition from what we were just talking about to yeah. where to so where it, we want to go. It's always good when you mention. It's always good when you mention the transition before you do it. So yes. here, here it comes. <clears throat> ladies, drum roll. drum roll, please. Yes. Uh, speaking of PSG and Ligon, <laughs> what about Erling Holland? Thank you, thank you. Uh, could he? I didn't even do that right. It was could he sign for? PSG or anybody else. I don't think PSG is even too likely at the moment, but Erling Holland's dad and Mino Raiola, who's the person everybody loves to hate, and I think I'm saying his name right, have been taking yeah. a private plane going to anybody who's anybody to hear their offers and I think more importantly hear about their game plans to kind of build out their team. Uh, I, for one, appreciated the memes about what exactly Barcelona was offering for Erling Holland, like, you know, emptying out their piggy banks in the corporate office or something, or uh, maybe like taking out a fourth mortgage on on the stadium something like that but the question remains open where is Erling Holland going to go because he is the next best striker in the world once Lewandowski and Ronaldo hang up the boots yeah and Harry Kane do we include Harry Kane in that as well I reckon so uh I think for, for someone like Erling Haaland he's got an option to go to anywhere who can afford him I think there's the, there's the clause in the, in the Dortmund contracts, isn't there, that if he goes next year, you can go for a sort of 60 to 70 million. But if he goes now, someone's going to have to stump up the cash. But he's such a prize asset in the Dortmund side that aren't having a very good season that you've got to think that at some stages, there's quite a lot of clubs now looking for strikers. Manchester City, of course, one of those, one of the former clubs of his dad. It makes a lot of sense for him to go there. Of course, he's got the, the connection with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from his time in, in Norway. He's got a big decision to make, and he and he revolutionises a front line of any team he joins. That's what's so interesting about it. You go in, and he has to be the main man, which is why the City link to me, stylistically, is maybe quite difficult. I, as a Liverpool fan, I would love to see him at Liverpool. Whether we could afford that or to make that happen, or whether it's even an option for us, I don't know. But um, yeah, where do you see him going? What do you see as the options? This is such a difficult call for me because it's an American sports fan looking at this culture thing from the outside. I know Dortmund's having a bad season, but it's like, man, you know, Arsenal's having a terrible season, but they still consider <laughs> themselves a huge club. You know, it's like why he's leaving Dortmund in the first place when I would consider Dortmund having probably the second best young core of players in the world right now behind Barcelona with Moraba and Ansu Fati and Pedri. Uh, like why he would want to leave that it is something that still confuses me because it's like you got all the fan support that you want you got all the money available to you that you want the Bundesliga hands out money like candy like on Halloween and th they sell out of 85,000 seat stadium or whatever it is every single match with like ridiculous fan support okay why is that not just the biggest club in the world that you want to play at and spend the rest of your career at that's something that always confuses me is this assumption that he is just of well of course he's gonna leave like he's too big for Dortmund I'm like Dortmund is huge okay but but right now they are as we record they are 21 points off Bayern Munich and they're fifth in the Bundesliga and that's legacy is why his, his dad was a pretty I don't think he'll mind me saying this sorry Alf if you're listening was a pretty average footballer 
at that. Like he was, he was, he was a good player at Leeds United. He achieved relative success in the game. One of his his biggest moments was getting injured by Roy Keane. He was a player that had quite a lot of injury issues. And I don't know if Erling Haaland will look at his dad and think, I don't want that career where I go around. So like, like, like beloved at Leeds United, ha- has a good affection for Manchester City. And he's of an age where, like, it's called the Terminator. You can't be called the Terminator and then just settle for things. I could I could see him being like a gun for hire around Europe. You could go to Real Madrid, you could go to PSG, you could go to Manchester City and win everything. Because it, it's one thing, right? I, I, it's interesting. The Messi and Ronaldo conversation will happen a lot. And he will be compared to those players because of the, the goal scoring record that he has. I wonder if he thinks the only way to gazump them is to maybe at some stage win a Bundesliga title, to win in France, to win in Italy, to win in Germany, to win uh, in Spain and in England, right? To win in all the countries that are possible to win in and to do it. Because if a man of his quality, he's the sort of player that I think could do it. Like you, you could put him in any team and he'll score goals, but you do have to build the system around him. Uh, look, I don't know if he strikes me as the type of person that's really aware of his legacy yet. He's got a happy-go-lucky vibe to him. I think as a result of that, he has a good head on his shoulders. The concern with someone like Neymar when he was coming up was like, this guy is clearly a head case, right? He is very concerned (laughs) how his hair looks, right? Like, you know, he has a lot of other concerns outside of the game. Erling Holland has always struck me, right or wrong, as somebody that has a great head on his shoulders that's not super concerned with a ton of uh, superficial aspects of the game you know Neymar is still a fantastic player in spite of that which always impresses me because the dude puts even more pressure on himself and invites even more pressure on himself than he needs to have as the golden boy of Brazil so I'm always impressed with his mental fortitude no matter what he's doing with his sister and Erling Holland <laughs> allegedly allegedly no, look do I, I I talked about this on stream not too long ago I do not actually believe that that's happening but it is a fantastic joke to throw in every time you talk about <laughs> Neymar okay you have to specify that Erling Holland doesn't seem like the guy that's super concerned I think he really does just want to win and so the question well, is yeah, well, that, that, that's it though but but winning at what level right he, he lists his his idols and his influences as t- two players that stand out on his list are Cristiano Ronaldo and Zlatan Ibrahimovic two men that have gone around the globe or around Europe to be known as the best there is I could, I could see him doing a very similar thing I, 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 I don't know I think having a father that was again quite an average player I, I think I don't know. Maybe at twenty, he's not thinking about that. But maybe by twenty three, twenty four, like if he if he's doing what you're saying, he's still at Dortmund. It's got to be on his mind, right? It, I'd be thinking it. I'd be thinking I want to I want to be bigger than the sum of my parts, which is his dad. Like it's got a brutal like assessment to make as a, as a young man. Yeah. But f- football's a short career. You've got to make big decisions very early, and he's got the he's got the worst and best agent in the world, like backing him. It's a, it's a very, very... And I, I wonder if what his dad will want for him. Whether his dad will say, don't have the career I had. Go and try and be the best you can be everywhere. And Raiola loves moves, Z. That's the big, that's the big factor. Raiola, oh, Raiola loves, Raiola a loves moves because he gets a cut of every move. Exactly. That's he, why loves he loves a payday. Yeah. He loves a payday. And I could see it happening. Like, I, I don't really like the fact he's... It's funny, it doesn't strike me as... You're right, though. It doesn't strike me as a sort of player that would have him as the agent. But when you've got a quote-unquote super agent that can do this sort of thing. I, I will draw an equivalency, right? Okay. Erling Holland has Mino Raiola as his agent because Erling Holland is, uh, again, from all impressions, not stupid. 
and he is aware of the fact that Mino Raiola is essentially everything that Erling Holland is not, right? Like he is, yeah, he's just this kind of flaunting wealth, braggadocious sort of rotund, annoying person. I mean, Mino Raiola is <laughs> annoying as a human being, and. Erling Holland's just not, you know, he's like chopping wood in his free time. Like he's this wholesome character who just walks out of the forest and onto a pitch and just destroys people. Uh, I think that he intentionally has Mina Raiola as the person that is good at the things that he's not, that is capable of thinking differently than he does. There's a reason. So I, my lead mod in space, the person that runs like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for everything from the Discord to everything is this guy named Iol for my channel. And he drives me insane sometimes. And he, like, on the Zealand podcast, we sit down and talk to him for a little bit. I think that one already came out, but he drives me absolutely insane. But I am also aware of the fact that he is good at all of the things I'm not good at, which is keeping a tight schedule, remembering the little things, getting, like, getting tiny little things done and bothering me into finishing things. And so I think a very similar relationship is happening between Mino Raiola and Erling Holland, where it's this yin and yang, but both and particularly Erling Holland are aware that that is helpful to have that other point of view. But I agree when I first heard that Mino Raiola was his agent, I was like, really? Because it just doesn't make sense. I look at the end of the career of Zlatan Ibrahimovic almost teaming up with the beginning of the Haaland career. And I look through Zlatan's history of moves from Juventus to Ajax to Inter to Juve to Barcelona to Inter Milan, Milan to, to Barcelona, PSG to Milan. And then he ends up at Man United, right? Obviously, those were a lot of those were in reverse. But you get what I'm saying? Like, this, this man loves a transfer and... Harland looks at Ibra and thinks they a similar stature, right? Harland's arguably a bit quicker, whereas last time was a bit more technical. But again, last time was like this almost like gun for hire. Wherever you put him, he's going to be a success. You build the team around him for a couple of years and you make him into this superstar. And I, I, I think the next, basically what I'm getting at with this, right? Because we started this as where will Harland go? I don't think it matters because I think inevitably he ends up everywhere. So it's who gets him first. And then where does he go? And then where does he go? And then where does he go? Right. And, and it's going to be the order in which he goes around. I, he won't go to Manchester City and stay there for 10 years, right? Like, do you agree with that? I can't see it happening. But I could see him going to... The, ne the, next, the next club is fascinating. I, I don't know who gets him, but eventually it will, it will become very clear. I think Real Madrid will be interested. I think Manchester City will be interested in him and Kane. And it's whether you go younger or you go for a proven Premier League hitman. I... I it's very difficult to put a name on the club where, where I think he'll go. So we'll just say Liverpool will be done with it. I think it's City. I, I, City. Oh. I think it's City. I, well, oh. Okay, Barcelona and Real Madrid don't have the money right now. They will in a couple of years. No. They don't have the money right now. I think his career looks a lot more like Ronaldo where he does go to a couple of clubs, but he stays there long enough to be, you know, five or six years to be ingratiated in like, you know, Ronaldo is still a Man United man. He's still, if he goes to Madrid, he's yeah. still beloved. And after he retires or goes to Miami or wherever that you know wherever the heck he wants to go, he will be beloved in northern Italy at Juventus because he was also there for four or five years and helped them win some things. Even though he's not doing that right now, he's still he's scoring a boatload of goals and nobody else in the team seems to be able to score anything. But I think his career follows follows that a little less transient than Zlatan. And also, I think his career ends earlier. 
than Zlatan. I wow. think his okay. career, unless he adopts the maniacal work rate of someone like Ronaldo, where you're just so determined to keep, or, or Tom Brady, who's the American equivalent of Ronaldo, these kinds of guys that every single day, every single minute of every single day, they are doing everything possible to get their body as ready as possible to be an athlete, right? They're drinking the kale shakes and they're doing three hours of yoga every yeah. day and they're if he doesn't adopt that, I think in the early third in his early thirties, his career is over. Because Holland yeah. is a very physical player. And his his skill is largely dependent on the fact that he is huge and strong and fast. I mean, he's obviously an incredible finisher with a great touch, but the thing about Zlatan that makes him good when he's forty is he's ridiculous with the ball. And yeah, he's and ha Holland's not that Holland's not that kind of player, he's explosive. Exactly. Holland is, yeah, he's, he's crazy. I, I, do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. I'd be disappointed because I think he'd be a roaring success there. I look at United and I see Cavani getting a bit older and there looks to me like there's going to be a spot there soon. And if there's a team with the profile and the money and the, and the desire to make that move happen with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the helm to catapult them back into the, the, the title conversation, I could, I could see Haaland going for huge money to, to United. It could happen, and I, I think it would it would depend on Erling Holland, who is in my age bracket and kind of growing up in that same era where Manchester United was the gold standard, the the, the era where the reason they're still they still refer to themselves as the biggest club in the world, even though everybody knows they're kind of lying to themselves at this point. <laughs> um, the reason that that happens because when we were growing up, right, and I, I can include you in this. I think you're all, no, no, you're, mate, you're for, white only. For me, no, for me, every every person I knew at school was a, was a Man United fan. It felt like they were they were the dominant team of the era. And you're right, like Haaland will have will have grown up with that. He'll have seen that the the end of the Alex Ferguson era when Van Persie was there. That would be very vivid in his yeah, mind. Rooney, Ronaldo, Van Persie, yeah, those players that I grew up going, those are the best players in the world because they play for Manchester United. It wasn't Real Madrid. It wasn't Barcelona at the time probably because you know the english media echo chamber but it was yeah. manchester united was the best team in the world and so playing for manchester united probably if as it would for me would have a particular reverberance in the mind yeah. of of holland so i could see it i'd see it being possible but look i know the people that own manchester united they own my nfl team the tampa bay buccaneers and even though the buccaneers just won a super bowl those owners suck the Glazers suck. They don't have any independent wealth on their own. All of their wealth comes from the fact that they own two major sports teams. And so they, they the, I don't know where exactly you get that money. I don't. I think the most interesting aspect of the Manchester United transfer is that his dad played for Leeds United and Manchester City and suffered a career-ending injury at the hands of a Manchester United player in Roy Keane. And the idea of his son going there and being a success there I wonder how that sits with <clears throat> with with his dad. I do wonder. Top level athlete, there's no way that sits well at all. Even if he says, you know what, son, do whatever you want to do, I, there's no way that sits well. Oh, it's such an interesting twist to the to the tale. We'll be back. That's enough football for today. I mean, is, is it ever really? It's not because you're about to go watch Liverpool play in the Champions League. And so we do need to sidestep to let you get off on that because I, I know <laughs> I know that we 
uh we will be talking about whatever happens in that the next time we sit down I to talk so yeah it hopefully yeah. i and i just want you to know i'm bringing that up now because i am not intentionally messing with you when they inevitably lose and we then talk about it next time i'm not intentionally no. messing with you i can't we... wait okay i can't wait i look forward to it uh so <laughs> we we also do both make our living from youtube which brings us to and something that happened in my life recently which was i got and i know this has happened to you from time to time i mean you played football manager with soldier boy you've got these weird kind of experiences right just have to put you know that was not a fever dream that actually happened no but, I have some of the weirdest outreach <laughs> from football manager <laughs> of anyone on the planet. Like, I have some of the weird, other than maybe Miles Jacobson, that knows a, a weird amount of people. I, I have played or interacted with people over football manager in all parts of the world. And yeah, Soldier Boy is definitely up there as the weirdest. But go on, you've, you've recently had a situation where you've, uh, how would you describe this? Being almost being recognized on YouTube. We talked about this before, right? About being recognized in public. This is similar, but online. Yeah, this is one of those things where I can't stress enough how little I watch YouTube. And I've never determined whether this is like a good thing or a bad thing. Like I obviously started streaming on Twitch first and I was I like I didn't know who you were. And I don't mean any offense, but I didn't well, consume. To be fair, Z, you didn't know who the sidemen were a year ago. <laughs> I didn't know. I had never so, heard no. of or we're getting there. We're getting there. We're, we're skipping chapters. <laughs> So I started streaming on Twitch, and the only reason I played Football Manager at the time was it was the only game I didn't suck at. That was, like, the thought process. But I didn't do any research. I didn't watch, like, other people that played the game and go, oh, let me do that. I just wanted to stream because I felt like I'd be good at it. And I finally had the free time at that point in my life. Obviously, fast forward a couple of years and we're here, but I was not a YouTube kid. I did not no. reflexively open YouTube. I did not watch YouTube a lot. I still just now i'm starting to watch a lot more youtube and even when i do i'm watching like pbs and vice news i like i love watching documentaries and stuff and i've discovered that there are a lot that those are the two that i'm on a kick on right now pbs eons has some great stuff about human evolution which has been really interesting and i'm not i i can very much go down this rabbit hole and i'm not going to but vice news has some great documentaries on different you know revolutions and conflicts and stuff but I, so I don't watch like YouTube, YouTube, you know, I don't watch Mr. Beast or I don't watch like, oh, crossbar challenge with Drake. Like, I don't watch those types of videos. <laughs> he's, always, he's always doing that. Uh, Drake. Yeah. <laughs> even Soldier Boy. They're always doing that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was never, you know, I'm kind of been learning how to be a YouTuber essentially over the last month. And as the byproduct of this, as we get to, we get to modern day and I get this explosion of messages. You know, like you wait, this happens every once in a while when you do what we do. There's just something happens and all of a sudden you're involved in it. And so I get an explosion of messages that says, Ollie Dixon has mentioned you in his video. Dude, did you see? Did you see Ollie mention? I have no idea who Ollie Dixon is at all. Like zero clue. And and I know him now, and so I can be mm. very brutally honest about I the fact that I had no idea who this guy was. 
what i'd really like z is the listeners of this show i would like you to as soon as you've listened to this please tweet ollie dixon going oh my god zealand mentioned you on 20 good minutes and make him listen to the five minutes of jaffa cake chat and i want as many people as possible to tweet him if it's only 20 of you that's good enough for me uh, so as soon as this comes out include us in the tweet so we can see it and just ollie oh my god be as overreactionary as possible <laughs> in regards to this like it's the craziest thing you've ever seen like it's Drake doing crossbar challenge. That's 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 the level of excitement I want from our listeners. I am so behind that actually. I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, but that was essentially what happened. And so I look him up, right? And it, with yeah. the same Ollie, way that he's going to do. Just with, to clarify, Z, yeah. yeah, it's it's at Ollie twenty five Dixon. Just so we're all aware. It is, yeah, right. It's at Ollie twenty five Dixon. Uh, blow him up, and so he'll he'll go through this same experience. <laughs> that we that i went through i'd look him up and i'm like okay ollie dixon right he's got a hundred i don't know somewhere between 100 and 200,000 youtube subscribers so i'm like okay so yeah. he's he's cooler than me right but that whoa, 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 the, that's the, not, uh, hang on that's not that's not a level of cool as you've just overtaken me in youtube subscribers <laughs> but it's like that's a very subtle dig you've thrown in there <laughs> unbelievable yeah, yeah, very good. Very yeah, good. Let's right. not talk about that. Okay. Yep. Nope. I, I didn't. I didn't mention anything. But it. It was a rel. It was. It was a workable term. I needed to insert a word into that to to color fine, in the fine. perception. It's but fine. the point was, when I saw that, I was like, the number of people that should know who he is and know who I am is disproportionately higher than it should be, right? Based off like yeah. our relative YouTube fame. So I start to like. I I just Google him. I'm like, type in Ollie Dixon. And he has one of those websites. He has one of those posts on like famous birthdays or whatever. It, right. Yeah. And so I, I click on that and it's like his cousin is Chris MD, who's also a YouTuber. And I'm like, oh, who's that? And so I click on him and it's like, oh, he's the ninth most famous Chris. Like on YouTube. I was like, okay. Um, ninth most right. famous Chris. No, that's what, a that's great what way these, to describe him. That's what, that's what the famous birthdays website has. It's like he's the ninth yeah, most good. searched Chris or something. Uh, in like social media stardom and i'm like okay that seems like pretty hard and then I, I look up chris md and he has like five and a half million subscribers at all he's at like every one of his videos and i was like oh but this raises the larger point that without my youtube upbringing i had absolutely no idea who chris md was and until about six months ago had no idea who the sidemen were who he you when I mentioned this initially to you, you were like, yeah, he's one of them big ones. He's like one of the sidemen. And I was like, you know, I just kind of found out who they were. I don't know who the yeah. majority of the sidemen are. I know they exist and I know KSI, who I only knew about because he boxed the Paul kid and that made like headlines in the US. The Paul kid. One of them. That's I never good. know. That's I good. never know which one it is. It was the, one of the them. The Pauls. Yeah. yeah. But, but Chris, Chris MD is like... He's not quite a sideman, but he's on that level of of sort of YouTube fame in the UK. Anyway, he's very well known. He plays in all the charity football matches, things like this. Has, has made videos with countless professional footballers. And Ollie is well, his cousin. He's in goal sometimes, which is how I would describe him. <laughs> I have which I'm since, sure he'd appreciate. I have since watched his performances in goal. And am, I feel a lot better about that video I made where I was rated as a football manager player. Oh yeah, as, oh, as you're watching. You're terrible, mate. You're, you're terrible. Yeah, he's like, just not. Listening. He's just not very good. Well, his sister or some. I, I, I'm. 
I'm really bad at these like trees of you know I watch Twitch and there's like twelve <laughs> people there's like there's like twelve people playing Among Us and I know who like two of them are I don't know how any of them are related like I'm really bad at keeping track of like this famous person is related to the like I don't know who the last the the girl's last name is Dixon so she's got to be related to one of them directly yeah. but she's the, she I'm pretty sure she's the sister of Chris. She's Chris's so the, sister. So the, so, so the cousin of Ollie, yeah. Okay, anyways, but she, like, scored on Ollie, <laughs> honest, and he, he we, just we, completely see, missed see, it. I did, not, I did not think today I would be explaining the family tree of Chris <laughs> and Ollie Dixon <laughs> to you on the podcast. <laughs> and, we, and I realised that my 15 years of <sighs> YouTube knowledge is yeah, probably you coming handy. You knew. You for, this, for this moment right now. Yeah, yeah crazy. You're a YouTube vet. Well, you're also, like, it is just different. Like, I... <laughs> And this is going to come off horribly to every British person that's listening to this. But it's like, Britain feels like a small high school, right? And the U.S. feels like a big high school. And in the small high school, everybody knows everybody, right? In the U.S., there's like, outside of Mr. Beast, there is not one YouTuber that everybody knows. Yeah, the Paul kid. Yeah, well, wait, the, I, well, I well the Paul kids were Vine. The, they were Vine. Like, they're on YouTube, but they were Vine famous. Like. Okay. They, they, and, and they were at that time not loathsome and very funny uh there are very few people that achieve like ubiquitousness in the united states and in england it feels like all of the sidemen uh this chris guy and then de facto ollie as his goalkeeper and those sorts of things it, it achieve this level of like widespread renown in the area but in england and so you live in that and so you have this inherent understanding of it more than yeah, i do that's true it's true yeah we all I, I don't think many people know the football manager guy dr benji but i think generally like there is like the, the cross-section of people that i follow and that follow me from lots of different like parts of the youtube uh, like community is very odd like if i collated them all and put them in a room they'd be like i can't believe you lot all know each other but they, they, they would be connections throughout whereas yeah, in america that doesn't really exist other no. than like the bigger groups of like phase or or things oh, that, like comedic God, groups that I sit together. I hate Faze so much. Do you? That's not. Whoa, steady. I mean, okay. Do you watch Yes Theory? I'm just thinking of American YouTubers that I watch. That oh, I think yeah, yeah, good. yeah. No, I, look, yeah. Mr. Beast is really the only one I can think of that is so widely known in the way yeah, that the Sidemen right? and the way that Chris MD are known in England, where you can go to your friend and be like, you see what Mr. Beast did the other day? And they'll be like, like they kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, the other person, and he's not as relevant right now as we record this, but Ninja had that for like a yes. year, right? No, he still has that. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily yeah. his YouTube. It's more of like half Fortnite, half just Twitch in general and like video yeah. game streaming. The way I still explain what I do as a job is I go, have you ever heard of Ninja? <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's how I explain like, I kind of do that, but for a much nerdier game. Yeah, that's accurate. I mean, very accurate. It works wonders on Tinder. Yeah. Just... That's it? Well, I'm like Ninja, but not as good. No, I, that was oh, but we need to do a sarcasm. Zealand, we, talked, we talked about this before, though. Yeah, but we need to do a Zealand, a Zealand dating sort of episode of this. It has to happen. <laughs> we, have to, we have to find you somewhere. I, honestly, I'm, I'm back on this. Me. But, uh, do I need someone to be found? I'm okay. Um, I just think it'd be nice for you to have some female company. Some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do, and I'd like to get them on the podcast. So if you are I listening okay, now, okay, I don't really, I don't really advertise my personal life, 
but I have disclosed up to this, so I will disclose it to you on this okay. podcast, is that I did have a girlfriend from senior year of college until March of last year. for So for three years. Okay. And that was... I, I've had one other very long-term girlfriend from high school through the beginning of college. And so I have had two, I have with, had two long-term girlfriends and I do not have one right now. That is did basically you, all you, the... Right, okay. Did you end it on good terms with her? Yeah. I, I'm, Can we get I'm her on the show? I'm a master... Oh, boy oh. <laughs> Can we get her on the show? Uh... She will know things about you that I will never be able to find out unless I talk to her. This is... Right. Th this yes. is... This is the worst idea i've ever heard no, no, mainly no, because no, i don't no, no. know i don't know exactly what angles in here i don't know it yet but there's some angle from you in this no i just want to i just want to talk to her i want to know what th she thinks of jaffa cakes she, well, she's she, of the she strangely enough is like an anglophile her Excellent. mom read her harry potter as like a bedtime story when she was growing up so she is obsessed with england well, brilliant. I mean, then just tell her, I've got this guy from England that wants to chat. Can you be on the podcast? I know I've not spoken yeah. in a year. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, no, look, we, we've kept in touch. But uh, yeah, we dated for three years. It ended oh. on it ended on okay terms. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about that bit. I just want to talk. I just want to find out about the inner workings of Zealand Shannon. And I suspect she knows them. You can talk to my mom. Get her on. Get her on. I okay. don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind who comes on. I just think it'd be nice for you to have a female company. <laughs> no, I, I feel I, she is not a very... It, she's the direct opposite of me where, like, I am very comfortable talking in public. I know for a fact that my ex-girlfriend of three years would not... Uh, I, I don't know if she would be super enthused about the idea of coming on a podcast and I just live like... recording something. I know my mom would. I'll put out some feelers, Ben. <laughs> That in, I feel that, like your girlfriend, would, see, I, your ex-girlfriend, sorry, sorry, ex-girlfriend, um, I feel like your ex-girlfriend feels awkward about this conversation and she's not even aware it's happening. That's how no, I feel well, here's the thing, about this. she'll find this a year from now and be like, oh my god. I could have been on 20 good minutes. I could have been the 20 good minutes of the show. Oh well, maybe next weekend. Who knows, or who knows we'll be here next week. That's exciting, isn't it? Ooh. Keep yeah. wanting more. <sighs> yeah, uh, no, I... I see disaster in my future, but that's, <laughs> I see glory. That's okay, so that's I, I, and I hate to disrupt whatever thought process you were going on before asking random people to come on the podcast as part of stimulating my dating life. I, I really am curious to know where that sentence was going before I cut it off. I just think it'd be great if we had this as more of a group project with people that know you. There's a program in this country called This Is Your Life where you bring someone on and then you just bring people from their past on who they've not seen in years and then you just go, oh, it's great to see you again. It's a bit awkward we've not met. I mean, it's not been on telly for about 20 years, but it was brilliant. And I remember watching it. You could have a big red book, Michael Aspel, and they'd go, this is your life. And then you go, this is your third year a gym teacher it's mr robinson mr robinson comes out you handshake i could just think we could do that for the rest of the podcast i understand i've just said loads of things you've got no idea what they mean <laughs> but i also am aware that all the british people are going yes <sighs> 20 good this is your <laughs> goodness it's it, just gonna end up being copyright infringement off of this show you're gonna be sitting there with a big red book going, i'll be honest no one um, nobody is worried about this is your life it's not been on telly for ages but i god this is i feel alive yeah you hear that miss pity third grade gym teacher yeah you won't be getting anywhere near this podcast i am however oh. terrified to know the answer to this but 
I'll be interested yeah. to see what happens next week. He's been Zealand. I've been Ben. You, this has been 20 good minutes. <laughs> Find the 20 good minutes in this one. Good lord. Yeah.